Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. How are we? It's been a week or so. What's news? Oh, I think you've got some news, haven't you, Schmitty? What are you up to? Mm, yes, yes. My great run of immune, uh, I'm immune <laughs> uh, to COVID had came to a crashing end this week and uh, I am on day four of uh, self-isolation recovering from the dreaded Rona. How good is it? <sighs> it's not, not very good. Not the Rona, the isolation. I enjoy yeah, that. I don't mind that. Yeah. Brilliant. Is Tony back? Yeah, Tony oh, got no. back on Thursday <laughs> and I I got tested I was on Thursday. positive on Thursday. Oh, yeah, sweetheart. tested positive on Thursday. So I had Tiny. to send him a note saying, sorry, mate, can't pick you up from the airport. I've got COVID, can't see you for a week. Um, so, yeah, Love you. Sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he came in and he, we well, didn't come in. He, he the door. stood outside at the window and waved at me. And so we just, mm. and I said, no, look at us star-crossed lovers. Bless. Oh. Yeah, so apart from watching lots of television, um, I've just uh, started to catch up a little bit because I was pretty much wiped out for three days. Yeah. Yep. It does sound uh, like that's a bit of a thing, isn't it? There are people who obviously get it quite badly, but for those of us who get a fairly mild dose, it does feel like mild it's a real three-day kind of thing, and then you three-day event, and then you're like, oh, actually, I'm starting to feel pretty good. I'm all right I'm now. feeling yeah. bad. I'm not right, but I'm no, not feeling bad. No, oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yep. Good for you. And you guys? Carla, do you want to start? Tell everyone about what that thing is, your studies or whatever it was, your seven <laughs> studies. God, I've, had, like I've just been in, I don't know, mad mum mode and I was just explaining to the guys that um, I'm feeling a little bit frazzled. It might take me a moment <laughs> to get my act together, <laughs> but I've just been to year seven study skills where um, because I have the joy of having twins, I get to sit there between two children and try and help two children in a sort of situation where they're, well, they're taught. It's actually very helpful, but, I mean, it is a midday on a Sunday. No one's really that keen to be doing that and even the staff. stupid time to do it. Well, I guess there's no other time. They, they admit that, but it is very helpful. I did it with my oldest son a couple of years well, ago. Well, there's lots of other times. You just might have a better excuse for not turning up well, if they did it Well, this is terrible, but it was cut, uh, slightly short because they are so understaffed with so many teachers out with COVID. <laughs> it's awful, oh, really? but I was literally, really? I was thanking them, thinking, oh, thank God. God for COVID. Um, it, it, it just gave me a little bit of extra time. When we when I realised the format was changing, I was like, this is this is promising. Yes. And one of my kids is going, Why is it why is it finishing? I'm like, shh, shh, don't don't point out the fact that I think it's gonna finish up early. <laughs> we got out and we, we did what we had to do and yes. So that's what I've been up to, Clarky. I'm sure you Fantastic. can think of doing something more interesting than that. Oh, I don't know. We've just been hanging around the house drinking wine all weekend, really. We had um Friends come over yesterday for a and wax and a, wine. A wax and wine session because Stuart got his back waxed. Um, not waxing lyrical, no. Yeah, I not waxing not. lyrical. Mm. Um, but I'm sure we, you did a bit of that though too. Uh, there was plenty of that. Got the microphones out, you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, but the reason for the back waxing is that we are heading off on our mm. holiday ah! in, uh, on Friday. Four so, days. yeah, yeah, super mm. excited. 
what more working day. So what else? Are we going to get a fake tan? Is someone going to come and pitch up one of those fake tan tents and spray you? Yeah, we're getting like... um, collagen implants <laughs> and we're, do- we're done all out. Duck lips, or is that the same thing? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Collagen yeah. in your lips. Yeah. Yeah. That shows how much I know. Botox. I, I guess that really means we're not doing any of that. <laughs> we're just going to go and have a bloody good time, which would be great. Oh, how exciting. Where do you start? Yeah. Uh, we start on the Gold Coast. Uh, we're going to Broad Beach for a week and then we fly out of there and go to Turkey for two weeks. That's quite a, um, a leap. Not many people Greece. are going doing the Goldie Turkey <laughs> No, no, Bruce, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's quite an unusual run. When I, honestly, yeah. I didn't know you were doing that, so I wasn't expecting you to say that. So when you said the Goldie, you know, at first I was thinking, is he talking about like the Gold Coast of a particular, you know how like is there there's a, a Riviera of this, <laughs> well, there is, you know, there's the Golden Coast and the Riviera, Riviera of this, the Riviera of that, and that's kind yeah. of where my head was going until you pointed out I was in Queensland. But yeah. And no, why are you going there first? Have you got friends there or family? Well, because remember this thing called COVID? So we yes. were supposed to go there in 2020 and it got cancelled. Right. Then we booked for last year and it got cancelled. Then we rescheduled to later last year and it got cancelled. Oh. And so now we've gone to this year. So um, when we decided we were going to go to Turkey, yep. we realised that we were going to be in the Gold Coast and we'd either have to fly back to Melbourne and then go mm-hmm. or just fly straight out Brizzy. of Dizzy. So okay. we're going to yeah. do that. Excellent. Brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, now that you're all hair free, you're ready to go. <laughs> exactly. And I know you've been doing it all weekend, but what are you drinking? Well, I'm glad you asked because um, today we're going to drink leftovers. Mm, you, yum. You know, you know how when you have us. a whole lot of friends over and they all drink different wines yeah. and so, um, you know, you clean up and you go, shit, there's all these half-open bottles. Mm. So we're doing that. So we started with one of the ones that we make and then we're going to go on to a small yet mighty McLaren Vale Shiraz. So, mm, very nice. Yeah, watch the slurring towards the end of the show. Mm. What are you and Schmitty, a hydrolite or a...? Uh, soda stream, soda, just soda water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to say, I'm in the same boat for uh, for the for the time being, but I might be able to switch over to something once I um, regain my composure. Is mm. um is soda water like a COVID cocktail? Like it's it's kind of the standard drink, isn't it? When you've got COVID, you just put a bit of lemon in it and pretend that you put in a cocktail glass and <laughs> just pretend. Have you lost your sense comes... of smell? Yeah. Oh wow! Lost, uh, my sense of taste and smell, so it seems a bit pointless trying to have something delicious to drink. Because, Welcome uh, to my world. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, but, but honestly, Makes I haven't, a difference, I haven't been alcohol. hit by a whiff of buffs farts or anything oh. all week. So there's an upside. So, don't worry about that. There definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, um, and, mm. and speaking of senses, have you lost your sense of humour? No, I, I, I don't know. We'll find out in the next hour or two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Let us introduce ourselves. I am Schmitty. I am Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are... Trial, Trial by, by wine. wine. With a little bit of COVID. Yes. Just a splash. Yeah. A dash of COVID. COVID cocktail, mm. yeah. All right. Well, on that note, of course, being about COVID and given I'm going to do today's story, I figured that since I'm isolating with COVID, I would do a story related to COVID. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Yes. Well, (laughs) I was sweating it out 
at, at my computer quite literally <laughs> and <laughs> I went back to my old I've done nothing but sweat for days but I went back to when I did Sacramental Bleach that was supposed to be a COVID yes. and Florida based story yeah and I had a whole bunch, a whole bunch of them, and we didn't cover them because we ended we up having so, so much fun. Into that one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. That one story, I remember. Yeah. So I went back and had a read, and I was like, mm, I'll just see if anything else has popped up. My wordy lordy shitty. Yes, or indeed, and do dardation. That's right. Yes, a new story came up which I hadn't picked up last time, and it happens to also be from Florida, which was just a coincidence. I, I wasn't Shocking. really going for another Florida story. Uh, so my sources for this are the CBS News and Miami New and a few others, which were mainly uh, local Florida papers. Is there but a Miami know, old times? No, I, oh, I didn't see in Miami old times, just the new one. That would be great if it just did news from like the 50s and 60s or something. Uh, it would, it would. In fact, it'd Although be, that'd be old, I wonder what Florida they? man from the 50s was like. Florida man, <laughs> exactly. you know, Moses' neighbour's law. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. He just wasn't doing it on crack. Yeah, or and methamphetamine. Or, yeah, or, yeah, that's or, right. You know, throwing or an alligator around at the same time. Having just his a bit bits of, and pieces over someone's neck. Maybe some insurance fraud. Or I don't know if you saw the um, post Tons. we did during yeah. the week with the old man in the um, horrible blue bathing oh, yes, suit on yeah. the beach with wings and everything. Where did you get um, that photo of Tony? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ouch. I haven't shared that. <laughs> anyway. You don't even know how to respond to that, yeah. No, move along. (laughs) My story is about David Anthony, who was a, uh, he is, sorry, no, he was. Well, he is six foot seven, but he's probably no longer a fitness instructor. uh, From Jupiter, Florida. Oh, I've been there. No, is there really a place called Jupiter in in Florida? Yes, there is, yes. My eldest son, for a school project, which must have now been maybe seven years ago, did the Jupiter Lighthouse. And we, he had to create it, we built it, and we have absolutely been there. Yes. Is there a place called Uranus? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, sure have you been there? <laughs> don't know if it's in Florida, though. I've been, there been to Uranus, Uranus, but I've never been, been to me. me. Yeah. I, so, I was so hoping you were going to say Springfield. Oh, oh yeah. No, there's no Springfield in this one, sorry. That's a shame. Yeah. Growing up with a single mother in Palm Beach Gardens, David had spent most of his childhood and adolescent years adrift. He didn't usually speak unless addressed. He was overweight and he had low self-esteem, which made him a constant target for bullies at school. Because he was so much larger than other kids his age, he hadn't even been allowed to join recreational sports leagues. Have we seen a picture of him? Like when they say so much larger, is he like, Four times the size of a normal kid, or is he's he just six foot seven? So I'm gonna say he was massive as a child. Yeah, right. I hate yeah. to ask this yeah. question because it will sound like I'm the leading witness, but in the US, you know, there are so many very, very tall people, other than you know, athletes, sports people. Was this um, was this boy black? No, oh, okay. That's really yeah. why it was. Yeah, okay. So yeah, again, I just think he just look. didn't fit in. I, th- yeah. I think later on when he goes to college and that he does. I think he plays basketball, something that tall people get into, you know, that fits tall people. But when he was primary school sort of aged, he he was probably Sydney. He would have been like, I don't know if you've seen, I I digress a little bit, have you seen Young Rock, the the 
series that The Rock has made, which is sort of a joke version of his life. Well, when they've got they've got an actor playing him as a teenage boy who looks about thirty five, that's the kind of feeling that I get about this kid. Like he's like eight foot taller than everyone else, and he looks like a thirty five year old man. So as a teen and a young adult, he struggled with severe depression and showed symptoms his family believed to be consistent with bipolar disorder. But I think it's important to note he was never diagnosed with any form of disorder. Did they get him looked at to see whether he did have? Yeah, I'm going to, having having read the next line, I'm going to edit that whole bit out and just say um, his family believed to be consistent with bipolar disorder. Refusing to take medications of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, he devoted every bit of himself to his physical well-being. After high school, he earned a scholarship to play basketball for Eckard College in St. Petersburg. He idolised macho superheroes like Thor and basketball greats like Kobe Bryant, even naming his husky Kobe in tribute. In 2010, David met Heidi Yeagers. They met at a local networking event and they clearly connected. Heidi was just out of college working as a waitress and insurance rep. Whilst there was a 10-year gap between them, Anthony ticked a few of her boxes for a prospective partner. He was attractive. How, and How many boxes did she have? Oh, I think she had a few. Yeah, like, you know, 22-year-old girls, he's got to be good looking, he's got to have good prospects, all that sort of stuff. Those nice dicks, cars. You know, that was very Jimmy Reese. You just needed your little, you know that thing, it was like you were scanning there when you did it with tick. Tick, tick. Yeah. Yeah. He was attractive, charming, and extremely interested in her. He offered her a free PT session and asked her out, and they dated for around a year. And I can tell you, if someone offered me a free P, uh, personal training session when I first met them, I would tell them to go fuck themselves. But anyway. Mm. Why, why is that? Because I would be offended that enough. they think I need oh. a PT session. Yeah, I don't right. find that attractive. I'm not okay with that. Okay. During that year, they would constantly remind each other how in love they were. Oh. So you can cue the puking noises. Not that mm, I was like, ugh, gross. And the eye rolling. At that age, you'd expect it. He's 10 years older than her. Um, so she's 22, he's 32, and they're like, oh, remember we love each other? You know how much I love you? You know how much you love oh. me? You can't remind it's me. It's hard to gross. forget, but yes, good point. Precisely, yes. And as with all fledgling romances and especially as a young person, Heidi ignored the red flags that popped up from time to time. I mean, surely your partner timing how long you take to run errands and get home is just a sign they love you, right? Yeah. Well, he's, if he's offering her PT sessions, maybe it's like oh, yeah, so your time do. starts yeah. now because she's got to run trial. everything's yeah. time trials. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no? Well, look, yeah, yeah, but or asking what you ate and whether you'd worked out when you didn't see him, that's cool, yeah? Oh, of course that's right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> or not nagging about going out with your friends, you know, in a negative way as in you shouldn't be going out with your friends. It doesn't. None of that sounds like coercive control at all, does it? No. It's just being worried about you. It's just yeah. a concerned partner. Just caring. Mm-hmm. Anyway, lucky for Heidi, by November 2010, David became a bit more distant and weird. One day after work, Heidi walked in the door of his apartment where he was waiting for her. He grabbed her hand and he got down on one knee. 
And of course, this explained why he'd been weird. He was nervous about proposing to her. Every Mills and Boone she'd ever read was validated in that moment. Or was it? Oh, Ooh. no. No, this, this, this isn't actually... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of saying something like, Heidi, since I met you, I can't imagine my life without you. You complete me as you wish. I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be it to be you, you so had badly. Me at hello. I like you very much, <laughs> just as you are, and you had me at hello. And yes, thank you. <laughs> There's all lines from rom coms. Oh. Instead of saying that, David said that he needed to surround himself with successful people and be with someone who took their health and fitness more seriously. And that's just not you, Heidi. But did he really get down on one knee to what? say that? <laughs> yep. What? I'd like. To- Hang on. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to break up with you in order for you to have time to become the person I want you to be. (gasps) I love this guy. This is exactly what most people people think. They just don't say it. He's going out there and saying it. It's not. Mm. It's not me. It's you. You need to go and sort your shit out. Off you go. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Well, I think her quite natural response was, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" She tore her hand from David's, even as he insisted this was an opportunity for her to grow. Grow. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like this, he told her. What the fuck do you expect, she remembers saying. You just broke up me up with me in the most fucked up way. She collected her belongings from his place and slammed the door behind her. So, some time passes and David meets Gretchen. Gretchen had spent most of her life up north attending fashion school in New York City and later earning her degree closer to her childhood home of New Jersey, where she eventually worked as a teacher. She moved to Florida sometime in 2006, but after spending eight years working at private schools in Palm Beach County, she made a career change and accepted an HR position with Viking Utility, an electrical contractor. She was outgoing, confident, and spent much of her career, first as a teacher and later as a human resources director, helping others to find theirs. David and Gretchen met at the gym, and similar to Heidi, she found him charismatic and very attractive. They married in 2015, and they seemed like a dream couple. They both led active lifestyles. David was a passionate outdoorsman who enjoyed cycling, deep-sea fishing, and kayaking. Gretchen loved going to the beach, paddleboarding, and doing yoga. Sounds like hang a, on, um, hang on a, a minute. an ad, doesn't yep. it? Yeah. So it, it sounds like they're all they're both doing very different things. Yeah, but both so, related to water. <laughs> sporty. Sporty, sporty outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but like you I'm gonna go and do my outdooring and I'm gonna go paddle boarding. Like it just seems like they to do all of that you'd be spending a lot of time apart. He's he's out there deep sea fishing while she paddle boards past. Over him. the top. Yeah. <laughs> She's on shark alert. <laughs> Uh, however, in 2017, things took a turn for the worse. However, when a car fell on David in their garage, oh, what? Leaving, leaving him with an acquired brain injury. Oh shit! That'll I'm so it. glad. I'm so glad that we don't video this because I've got the biggest smile uh, on my face, laughing have. at your reaction. You do I'm have. not laughing at him getting an acquired well, brain injury. <laughs> no, because before you said in the garage, I thought a car fell on him, and I'm thinking, God, like did it go off a bridge and <laughs> land on him or something? <laughs> But, yeah, he was obviously working underneath it or something like that. Wiley Coyote pushed it off the top of a cliff. Yes, exactly that. 
Unfortunately, after that, David's behaviour became increasingly difficult and Gretchen basically spent the next, the last three years of a five-year marriage uh, trying to leave him. She told friends about his behaviour, which was manic and verbally abusive, and they separated for six months at one time, but then they re- reconciled. In 2018, David believed the world was ending. I don't know why he just did. He loaded his truck with three big bags of rice, some pots and pans, and ten pairs of shoes before taking off. I tell you what, that's what I'd do if I thought the world was ending. Ten the pairs rice. of shoes. Yeah, yeah. The, the ten pairs of shoes did throw me a little, but I thought maybe he thought he's going to have to walk. Mm. Like when he runs out of petrol, he's going to have to do a lot of walking it, or it something. Sound, it sounds like he thinks the world's not ending. It's just going to be a train smash because if it's ending, you don't need this again. You don't need rice, and you don't need shoes. Just oh, true. And, yeah, yeah. Just, just he was going to go um, uh, survive. An apocalyptic you know, like, event. Don't look, yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, like don't look up. Just we're all going to die. Let's just go and have a big party. Not, yeah. Not I'm taking my best 10 pairs of shoes and three bags of rice and off I go. Yeah, not Mad Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think mm. you're probably right. I think his view of uh, the world ending was more about this sort of how he was going to exist in a, a post-apocalyptic world. So his family believed the episode was a symptom of his bipolar and manic depressive disorders and although Gretchen saw that David was struggling with his mental illness, she didn't believe she could solve for it. As time went on and he didn't receive treatment, she got over it, frankly. (laughs) She texted a friend in December 2019 saying, I wish him well and I hope he learns how to deal with his mental issues. I feel bad that I couldn't help, but I think he needs to learn how to love himself before he can love anyone, something he might not experience in his lifetime. She sounds like a pretty normal person. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think she was pretty sane, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty, with pretty yeah, yeah. She reportedly locked herself in their bedroom for safety, texting a friend that she gleaned a hint of that crazy look in his eyes. I'm watching him on the cameras and waiting for him to go to bed, she texted. Then I'll go downstairs and get a knife to put under my pillow <gasps> just in case and hopefully get some sleep. What? Oh, what? Mm. That year. Taking Yeah, no, it's, it's very not good. That year on Christmas Eve, Gretchen went through David's backpack and found her wedding ring, her passport, her driver's license, her credit cards, and some cash. I don't think he's getting those wor- gifts for her, is he? <laughs> no, he's taking them away from Santa, me. Santa, what have he's you got in your little surprise sack? surprise with a trip. <laughs> we're going to Paris, baby. We're going to go, <sighs> yeah, we're going to go hiking to the airport. <laughs> no, I think you're probably right. Uh, the incident worried her enough that she texted Dawn Paris, there's a coincidence, oh. her boss and friend, that she was afraid of her own husband. <sighs> By the end of the month, Gretchen made the decision to leave the turbulent relationship. She had David move out of the townhouse and change the locks. So, sensible girl. After leaving the house, David moved in with his mother. He was working at Orange Theory in Jupiter, a gym he'd worked at on and off for about six years. After the split from Gretchen, he'd start to work. He would start showing up to work late and was withdrawn, which was out of character for him. Then, on January the 26th, David copped another crushing blow. From another car? When A nut punch. No. Mm. When Kobe Bryant, oh, his hero, yes. died in a helicopter crash. Yeah. This devastated David. He broke out in hysterics, crying and wailing in front of the classes he led. But when a manager offered to send him home and call in a replacement, he refused. David imploded in the most visible and visceral manner possible. He seemed to want everyone to know he was hurting. 
When Kobe Bryant passed away, something happened. Tabitha, his boss at Orange Therapy, said, you would have thought he and Kobe Bryant were best friends. He was so traumatised by it. So David started to date new people, trying to move on, and joined a cult uh, called <laughs> Gratitude Training. And joined a cult. Yeah, look, it's not, and I've literally written, it's not really material to this story. And the uh, Gratitude Training call themselves a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant! Oh wow! And I'm not leaving that in. Oh, we're going to start popping now. It looks like your face when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the COVID love in the chest. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, one of the, the lesser known <laughs> symptoms of COVID where you just lose all restraint. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, I'm not even quite sure how I managed that. They call themselves a cult on their own website, so they can't sue me. Oh. But also, who does that? They call themselves a cult. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, so I did a little bit of research into it. It's not material to the story. Oh, it might, look, it might have been an influence, but there's no evidence of it. But, yeah, they, they actually were like, yeah, look at us. We're, we're pretty much like cults. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, <laughs> so I think that is something I might pick up for another time. It was quite interesting. David continued teaching classes at Orange Theory, but on February the 24th, when he didn't show up to work on time, which meant customers were locked out, Tabitha, his boss, fired him. Four days later... Gretchen filed for divorce. Oh. So things were not going well for David. And also I think we can all remember what was happening around yep. this um, late February 2020. Yeah. The old Rona. The old Rona was rearing her ugly head. Her head, that's right. Yeah. So on March the 7th he went on a paint and sip date with a woman he'd been seeing for about a month. A paint and sip date yeah so this is where you go and you drink wine you sip wine and you get some art materials and you paint stuff and someone like tells you how to do it it's it's one of those naff dating type things you know the kind of thing you get on a stupid voucher i, I just sorry, don't sorry I, to everyone who loves paint and sip but it, I, yeah it wasn't my cup of tea i don't know but i kind of view painting as an individual thing and so like do they paint the same picture I don't know. I feel like they didn't. You seem to. I just feel like they didn't give it their all when they came up with the naming of that. You know, paint and sip. It's like you know, paint and peanut or anything. I mean, a little bit of a little alliteration would have gone a long way in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like paint and sip feels a bit like Like yeah. Dip and sip. Yeah. Like if you dip into the paint. Ooh. Perhaps. Mm. Probably you'd think of other The only person I know who's done anything like this isn't wasn't really so much a date, but I've seen like groups of women do it. I also think. My brother and his partner, they hosted it at their house and my mum was invited along and they, they painted something that looked like a, mm, was supposed to be a flower, but hers looked a little bit like a vulva. <laughs> I, I think every flower <laughs> ever painted looks like a vulva. Yeah, well, it was that same kind of thing. And I thought the boys might have done it on purpose. I thought it was a joke oh, and then okay. people didn't get it, but I was like, I didn't want to say anything in case it wasn't a joke, but that's what I thought was perhaps behind it. Oh, right. yes. I, well, never, I never think a p- picture of a flower looks like a vulva. I wonder why that is. 
I don't know, but everything my sister ever paints when she does all of her um, backdrops and stuff, when she does like, like these lovely flowers, I'm a yeah, Valva. So. Uh, I, I reckon ladies. if I reckon if you had there was a lineup of four <laughs> flowers and a vulva, <laughs> I probably wouldn't know which one was the vulva. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Yeah. I think nailed. Hit the I'd, nail know, on the head. I'd know the four flowers and I'd go, what's that? That's a very rare and special kind of flower. It's like a lady it's an garden. orchid. Yes. yes, it is. The lady garden. The lady garden. <laughs> All right, so they went on this naff date yeah. and he'd been seeing her for about a month and during the class he tried to feel her up and she said, uh, no, thank you very much, and he lost the plot, yelling at her and storming out. Has she driven him there? <laughs> he's, he's not stuck. Oh, it's pretty. She... Oh, you're a hornbag and you're at the paint and sip. It's like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what? You couldn't have just taken it to the, the pub or I, I can't. F- and, I, and I can't feel you up at the paint and sip. I know. Like, why not? What is this class? This is the worst It, just, it seemed really obvious to me that we were a bit of sexy time at the paint and sip. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ed, that didn't he, doll? Oh, yeah. He goes on to misread more. So as she'd driven him there, she had to drive him home and get, so he could get his truck. And she said, oh, look, you're not well, welcome to stay at my place. When they got to her place, she found that he'd already half moved in. Bags of his clothes were on her bed. He put food in the freezer and his dog, Kobe, was in the backyard. But how did that happen? Right. I know. Did he break in I and then know. half move in? I don't know. But Where yeah. was she at work? When it, I mean, how, oh, anyway. Yeah, I don't no. know. Okay. I, there were no details on how this happened, but okay. basically this woman was like, Bit surprised. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's that lesser-known crime of breaking and entering and moving in. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. After a month of dating. It's quite yeah, disturbing, right. though. Yeah, yeah. As she packed it all up again, he hung around outside banging on the windows and screaming at her, <gasps> and she only got rid of him by calling her neighbourhood security company. A week later, he spent hours ranting at at Gretchen outside her house about the end of the world and later that evening he was stopped by police for having a partially obscured licence plate. Visibly agitated and fidgeting and in spite of being told to stand still, he yanked the door of his truck open and tried to grab something under the seat. He was restrained and arrested but not before slamming the door on a police officer's arm. And he and posted bail several days later. When the officers looked under the car seat where he'd been reaching, they found a large Bowie knife. What's that? What's a Bowie knife? Is that? It's named after a guy David. called Bowie, uh, and not David. David. That was a no. joke. I wouldn't know. I thought it might have been a, a knife with like it's a, hit, a huge... hilt that was shaped like David Bowie. No, <laughs> no. It's one of those, you know, the like the big hunting knives oh, yeah. that you see. Yeah about uh, I think six inches long and quite nasty looking that's a Bowie knife I'll just say yes it's it's named after someone Bowie but not David one of his ancestors perhaps right. how do you know that actually oh, uh, I do found you not, why, do you, why do you even ask anymore of course I was I, <laughs> more I, like I, how many people have you killed with a Bowie knife, knife? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um. <sighs> Gretchen on the other hand uh, appeared to be just getting on with her life if we all think back to that time with COVID, uh, the news had nothing to talk about except COVID. Anxiety was through the roof. Some leaders were calling it a hoax. Mm-hmm. I think we all know who they were. The China and, virus. And, and others were locking whole cities and countries down. And with that backdrop, Gretchen was just trying to work through her life like everyone else. Just trying to time. live. Yeah. On Thursday, March 19, she posted a quote from a meditation blog on her Facebook. When chaos is all around you, the wisest choice is to create peace within you. 
After that, she didn't post anything on Facebook and pretty much dropped off the grid, which was really out of character, including no longer sharing her location with her daughter, which she was obsessive about. You know, when you share location on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Did she really Do you know how the daughter find was? a piece? Like, is it eternal piece she found? How do, do you? I have to stay tuned. Schmitty? How old was her daughter? Like, was she? 12. But did she, 12 but her daughter live with her? No, her daughter lived with her uh, first husband. Okay, because I was going to say, who, otherwise who she would have been reported about. gone missing. So, okay, she doesn't live with them. Yeah, oh, that no, makes sense, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 no. Uh, they, they, they had a shared custody yeah, arrangement. Yeah, but she wasn't with her at this yeah. point, right? Got it. At the time, yeah. no. So Dawn, remember Dawn Paris, received a text from Gretchen saying she was sick on Sunday. And when Gretchen didn't show up for work the following day, Dawn got concerned. Dawn sent a check-in note on March 23rd, so this is the Monday, saying, Gretchen, are you okay? Yeah. Having heard nothing all day, she sent another, hi, please let me know if you need something. I'm really worried about you. On Tuesday morning, she received a text back from Gretchen saying she'd been hospitalised after passing out and having a 102-degree Fahrenheit fever and low oxygen levels. She said she was being transferred to an off-site federal, federal location in Belle Glade. What? This, with yep, COVID. This next well, the is next there, text. Is, yeah. is there a, Shush. <laughs> yeah, I was on. just going to say, is there a Belgrade in America or is she going Bell overseas? Belgrade. Belgrade. Oh, Belgrade. God. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that's extreme. So I think this um, place that they're talking about is one of those CDC places and it was managing COVID. Right. And the next, the next text says, tested positive for coronavirus early this morning. That's the bad news, but I'm at a CDC coronavirus treatment facility that only handles COVID cases. The good news is that my blood type has potential to be used in the cure. Oh. Does not. <laughs> not sure if you remember me saying that I have a strain of mad cow disease in my blood. Well, that strain is significant in gathering more answers to find a cure. For safety purposes, Dr. Sinclair and her team are strongly recommending that we maintain contact with immediate family members only. I'm using my mum. Uh, uh. Bullshit. That's not her <laughs> yeah. communicating. Now, Gretchen had been married before, as I said, and had a daughter, and she was staying with her father in Jupiter. He also started to get weird texts from uh, Gretchen saying she'd been quarantined by the CDC and may be placed in a medically induced coma, rendering her unreachable. But because Jeff wasn't stupid, he didn't believe it. And would think who sends a text? Yeah, says you're about to. I'm about just to let you know I'm about to be put under. For what? I'm putting. I'm being put into a medically induced. When my mother was put into a yeah, medically induced coma, I'm, I'm not sure she had time to send. But I just sent Carla a quick text before you do that, Dad. That's right. Oh, actually. Oh, and if you wouldn't mind, I might send one to a brother as well, just so they know I'm okay. Don't worry, Mum's just going into a medically induced coma, kids. Uh, just wanted to yeah. let you know. <laughs> Nothing to worry about here. Yeah. Nothing to see, uh, nothing to see. Back with your normal activities. Yeah, that's right. Life, As you were. Yeah. So, of course, Jeff noticed that the text and their lack of good grammar and punctuation were not of Gretchen's calibre, but did resemble the sort of ranty stuff David would have sent. Ooh. Ranty stuff. Yeah. There's a word we don't hear. Oh, like, you're so phrase. ranty. Stop, your ra- stop with your ranty stuff. Ranty. Mm. <laughs> Bring it into... Common parlance. Yes. Mm. Um, he went to the hospital on March tw- the 24th, which is the Tuesday, and found Gretchen's blue Mini Cooper, which had her purse on the passenger side floor. Mm. And that was pretty weird. Uh, he then called the hospital because if you remember at this time and right I up in, in Victoria mm-hmm. recently, um, you couldn't go in to a hospital unless, um, you know, with COVID you had to ring them all before yep. and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so he called the hospital to ask about her and was told by an ER doctor that she hadn't been a patient there since 2008. I'm just I'm just disappointed that she had a Mini Cooper and not a Nissan Cube. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love the Mini Cooper. So good, the Nissan Cube. Remember that? From- oh, I've mm. seen one since on the road. And, oh, my God. Well, her daughter wasn't suffering from Munchausen's by proxy in a, in a, <laughs> a wheelchair. wheelchair. So they get, they get the cube. <laughs> Elsa didn't get her car donated. She actually That's right. yeah, yeah. She bought had the a luxury car. of choice. <laughs> if we ever get to that point and we do have a trial by one, you know. Car. Merch car. It'll have to be the cube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's so ugly and I'm sorry for any listeners who haven't it's still ugly Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Dawn both reported their concerns to the police requesting a wellness check the police attended the home and a neighbour asked if they were there to investigate the attack on March the 21st when she'd heard a woman screaming frantically for 15 minutes what? yeah that's the one love thanks but, but didn't report it mm. Whoops. and yeah okay, hang on to that Hang we on all, to that rage. We yeah. all know good sex doesn't last for 15 minutes and so she can't have been having good sex. It's got to be something sinister. Mm. And, and yeah, anyway, it, yeah. The police found evidence of a struggle, bloodied towels on the washing machine, broken glass in the bedroom and a strong odour of bleach in the garage indicating someone had done some pretty full-on clean-up. In the garage. Yeah. You, like you do. I yeah. love the fact that they've had the time to put the bloody towels with good with good intentions, I'll just pop them Didn't on top of the washing, in the washing machine. Yeah, like, machine. Oh, I will. I will get to that. I'll pop them in there. For, that's the kind of stuff I'll do. I mean, I'll put those towels there to remind me to do it as I walk past. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, I, you know, that's the kind of thing I would have done. And not after murdering. Yeah, after, yeah. I'll just something. put the bloody towels there to remind myself. I must do that. It was part of the cleanup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just busy. Whoops! Oh, oh I missed well, that. I, I think he was. Um, so David and Kobe left Jupiter in his pickup and drove to Pensacola, which was 600 miles away, where he pawned some ladies' jewellery. H- hang on, hang they- on, hang on. So now we're with, we're with David now and Kobe the dog? Kobe's the dog. But yep. when is this? Uh, so this is the, around the exact same time. So so the police have gone in and found there's some signs. Suspicious and- stuff. So from the 21st, right, yep. she is sending these weird texts. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, eventually the people get sussed to it, yep. the police go in, they don't find her, nope. they don't find him, nope. but they find evidence of a struggle and something's happening. And now you're telling us where David and Kobe And at the Kobe same were. time of this happening, David David and Kobe had um, gone to Pensacola. <laughs> David and Kobe. And then they, yeah, then they, I, I did that on purpose because <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. They then continued west, stopping in Picos, Texas, and then on to Las Cruces, New, uh, New Mexico. So now they're 2,000 miles from Jupiter. Yeah. Mm. So at this point, David decides to help the detectives out by giving them a call to say that Gretchen was alive and not in any danger. However, she wasn't comfortable speaking with the investigators herself, so she'd written a statement which he would read for them. With bad spelling. It's totally normal though, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what you do. That'll put the police... Uh, their mind at uh, ease. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh well, thank like you, David. That. Thank oh, you, David yeah, and Kobe, exactly. who are where? That's right. In New Mexico for just taking the time yeah. to, to make our job that little bit easier. So thankful. Good of you. A caring citizen. It's yeah. amazing. So apparently Gretchen had uncovered some financial goings on at her place of work and was on the run with David as she oh, feared for her life, right. having reported it to the authorities. Yeah. So there was nothing to see here. It's just your normal run of the mill couple yep. fleeing the bad guys. Yes. That's right. Uh, yeah. 
amazingly, the police didn't go for it. No. What? They, I know. They're detective. A, an effective detective. detective. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they obtained a warrant on the 29th of March to seize his truck and enlisted the help of the Las Cruces police to orchestrate a traffic stop. Inside the pickup, police found two Amazon Echo devices and some dismounted security cameras. They held the truck but told David that, for the time being, he was free to go because they didn't have enough yet on him. They didn't have enough evidence. They completely suspected something. Yeah. Yeah. But they just, they couldn't have held him. Yeah. Back in Jupiter, uh, I keep thinking about that song, Drops of Jupiter. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Back in Jupiter, detectives worked with the surveillance camera company to retrieve video files from the devices. And just as they, just as they'd suspected, the cameras had come from Gretchen's garage and veranda. Though I learned the word commonly used for a porch or veranda in Florida is a lanai, lanai. Word I've never heard. Never heard anyway, of it. L A N A I. There you go. Interesting. It's a Hawaiian word, I think. Or yeah, Len- like Lanaya, like Shania. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's a Lanaya. Let's call it that. <laughs> Lanaya. No, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the footage showed David lurking on the Lanai, which opened up to the rear side of the garage with an elongated object in his hands. Bowie. Six minutes later, mm, six minutes later, Gretchen appears in the frame, opening the door from the garage while David hides behind it. <gasps> what are you doing? She demands. The video showed David forcing her into the garage. Off camera, she could be heard screaming. Jesus. First, Gretchen sound, shouted at the Amazon Alexa device inside the garage. Alexa, turn on the garage light. Alexa, the- save me. The surveillance. Oh my god! You're going to think that's funny until I read this next line. Oh no! The surveillance cameras audio captured a thud and Gretchen's muffled cries. She then shouted again for Alexa, "Alexa, call nine one one." By her third attempt, did Alexa do it? Can Alexa even do it? Apparently, Alexa can, but she hadn't had it set up to do it. By her third attempt, her suppressed pleas were fading. Alexa. Call 911. As investigators watched, watched and re-watched the videos from Gretchen's surveillance system, they saw David's face enter the frame and his gloved hands take down the cameras. In one shot, Gretchen's blood-soaked head could be seen behind him as he paced around the garage. On March 30, detectives obtained a warrant for David's arrest. As they had released him on the March 29 and they had to canvas the area, uh, in New Mexico to find him, but it was all okay because he was emailing them to ask when he was going to get his truck back because he's not particularly bright. <laughs> a little before midnight on March 31st, police arrested David outside a convenience store in Las Cruces. Once in custody, David refused to say anything about what had happened to Gretchen and insisted that she was alive and well. He insisted this 35 times, even when presented with the evidence of the v- video footage and the blood all the rest of it. Really? Mm-hmm. Eight months later, and brokering a deal with prosecutors, he pleaded he, sorry, he pled guilty to second degree murder in exchange for a thirty-eight year sentence. His part of the deal was to lead investigators to Gretchen's remains, which were wrapped in a blanket in a wooded area three miles from her home. The cause of death was determined to be stab wounds to her neck and torso. As for David, of course he's found God. He spends his days studying Bible verses, <laughs> memorizing scripture, and meditating, and calls his sentence a long walk with God. Ugh. Fuck off. At his sentencing hearing, Gretchen's younger sister, Sarah, Sarah Carey, 
told him she would never absolve him of his crime and neither would the universe. And apparently Gretchen was, uh, you know, big into karma. Yeah. No, she's into karma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can never be forgiven, she told him. You are disgusting. Good call. Yeah. David had this to say. Men live by their illusions and my illusions saw COVID-19 as an end-of-the-world prophecy and Armageddon. I felt compelled to escape no matter the cost. Oh, shove your head up your ass. When actions become detached from consequences, that's when madness occurs. Uh, what? Is there anything I can say that will comfort a girl who's lost a mother? Are there any words that will ease the burden of a mother who has lost her daughter? And a voice from the gallery responded, no. Good call. And that's my story of COVID, the cover-up. Oh, wow. The co- COVID uh, it's a good story. Wow. Yeah. I've not seen that one. No, it's very, very new. Um, I have a feeling he only was um, did that sentence hearing at the end of last year, and so he's very unlikely, chap, isn't he? I think, yeah, I think they only found her body in December Mm -hmm. last year. Again, we have one of those red flag stories where no one kind of did anything about it. The 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 neighbor fired him. Um, Obviously, David killed his estranged wife, and all intents and purposes, it really does sound like he had mental health issues uh but you know he didn't get appropriate treatment he did have a car fall on him i was going to say he had the acquired brain injury which wouldn't have helped and then got thrown out dumped and sacked within two months of pretty shitty things to happen to most people and so in no way am i justifying what he did but He, he got thrown out sacked and dumped did you say yeah so his wife threw him out in around december january and then he was going out with this other girl who dumped him, the one he tried to move in with, and then he got the sack from his job and then Gretchen filed for divorce. Yeah, All but, within eight but, weeks. It, but she threw him out because he was an asshole. Oh, yeah. And no, he, he lost his job for not turning up. No, and, and I didn't cover she... more, but he, he, was, he was abusive to women. He, like, yeah, yeah. There were a lot I'm, of underlying stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm not going any sympathy for him for those things because they, you know, that's all uh, he's doing and... That's the karma that Gretchen talks about. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm not particularly sympathetic. I'm just saying if you would take things on balance, clearly the guy had issues. But what shits me is the neighbour. Yeah, screams for 15 minutes and didn't call it in. <laughs> is that why you're here? Oh, no, but thank you for letting us know in a timely manner. That's awful. But four days later. Oh, you're here for that. Yeah, no, never called it. No one called it. And, and it wasn't just one. I don't think it was just one neighbour. <laughs> From from what I read in various accounts, I think there were quite a few neighbours who sort of hung around and, and sort of said, oh, yeah, you're here for that thing. And they all noticed the bleach. They, it was remarked on that neighbours had noticed the, the <sighs> amount of bleach on the driveway. You know, I, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I might have mentioned it in previous episodes, but we had an incident a couple of years ago where one of our neighbours had a heart attack uh-huh. and um, his wife came out screaming you know she was hysterical and you couldn't understand a word she was saying and the way she was screaming you would have thought someone was being stabbed right because she was so hysterical and Kate and I were in the shed and we heard it and we instead of ignoring it it, no Uh, we ran like both of us with hip issues and whatever we ran we jumped the fence we ran into we we could have been running in like seriously when in hindsight we could have been running into something quite dangerous but we just ran towards it. There was a woman in need. Yes. We, we ran towards it. The guy across the road ran across the road as well. You know, there ended up being sort of four neighbours who converged on this flat. We did the CPR until the paramedics alive, uh, arrived 
and um uh, you know and he actually did die like his oh. heart stops while we were working on him no he's fine oh. he's fine oh. um but oh. yeah so good you know, we we got in we, yeah, we did what neighbors should do oh. we got in and we did the job oh. and then we came out are you neighbors who became good friends as a result of that and he came around after he like he had to oh. have a stint and had um time in the hospital yeah. and stuff but yeah he came around and gave us some sweets and he always says hello and so does his wife it's all very nice but my point is that's what neighbors should do they don't hear someone screaming and dying and the thing is as the reason I found that really disturbing mm. is she's screaming, Alexa, call 911. You know, she's she's clearly not just saying, no. screaming out nothing. She's she's screaming for help. She's screaming stuff and they're just ignoring it. So over to you guys. Mm. So I think, those, I, think the, I think the first relationship, I don't think those red flags would have been enough for that. What was the first lady's name? Anna? Heidi. Heidi. I don't think that would have been enough for her to worry too much about. He, he just sounds like a fitness freak who's a... Yeah, yeah no, I agree. But I, I, I um, couldn't help being a it because the, the story of how he broke up with her was just too funny oh, in my God. mind. But, it, but, like, was she small and he was super tall so he got down yeah. on her knee so he could look her in the eye? Is that the, <laughs> that's all I could kind of Do you have any pictures of him, Schmitty? Yeah. Let's have a look at David and Kobe. David and... I, yeah, David and David Clyde. David and Clyde, like Bonnie and Clyde. They're doing cross-country. Yeah. It's like David and Bert Kobe. He's, he's not that interesting nah. to look at. Like, he's not Can you see how tall he is, Kobe? Do you get a sense of his stature? I'll try and find a photo where you do because I've seen a couple that you do. Did he win the Florida Hunching Championship? <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't show his stature, but they show he looks, to me, he looks just really American. Um, that sounds weird, I know, but I'll show you what I mean. It does. Which American are you thinking of? Like, does he look like Kim Kardashian? No. Only no. tall? No, he's just got that preppy. Uh, like a Yale. Mm. What's that, Ivy League? Is that what we were talking about the other week? Mm. The university kind mm. of. Yeah, it's got a cross on. Can you see the picture um, of him? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, just like that kind of buzz, like uh, not buzz cut, but that that's Gretchen with him. Buzz light, yeah. Oh, oh Gretchen's yeah. pretty. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, that's very sad. But, you know, he's very, he's, he's ordinary. He, like he's not yeah. amazing looking, but you could imagine, you know, with a with nice physique. Yes, and so, yeah. He's not ugly. Oh. You know, people would go for him. Mm. So... You know, COVID did some weird things to a lot of people, mm. not murder, as far as I'm aware, although, um, you know, he might like to think that. Uh, I'm not copying that for a second. I did hear that one in eight people in Australia have mental health issues as a result of COVID. So I also note that not one in eight people are killing their spouses as a result of the mental health issues they have. I'm not going with the mental health defence at all. It, it just sounds like a completely unnecessary murder. And, and I know that there's plenty that we cover that are unnecessary, but it doesn't sound like she's done anything. No. Like, you know, it just, it just, imagine meeting someone at what was the Paint motive, and Sip really? and telling them you don't want to be groped up at Paint and Sip and therefore you get broken and entered to and moved into and then that was, that was No, no, she, no that, that's not that woman was another woman. That, she, it was um, the, ex, oh, ex, the estranged wife he killed. Yeah, Gretchen oh. had chucked him out yeah. and he went out with this Peyton Sip somewhere else. else. Sorry, right, Peyton yes. Sip. We'll call her Peyton Sip. Peyton, Peyton. He went yeah, out yeah. with Peyton Sip and she had a lucky escape <laughs> yes. by the look of it. Yeah, yeah right, gotcha. It, it just sounds... 
It sounds like it's without motive. That's kind of where I struggle. And this idea of it being somehow for him conveniently trying to introduce COVID into it with that little speech you made at the end, that's totally lost on me. It's like, it literally is like saying, well, I thought it was going to be the end of times anyway, so I thought, I'll murder you. (laughs) I'll put you out of your misery. I'll I'll get the job done for you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, that's just madness. So, yeah, I, I didn't understand where he's where he was trying to draw a parallel between what had happened and, you know, the, the COVID sort of pandemic sort of bearing down everyone. I didn't really get that. I was lost. That was lost on me. Was, was there ever a discussion around what his motive was? There's a suggestion that it is uh, driven by, well, a mental illness, yeah. but that he becomes no, obsessive about... that's not a about, motive. Listen, that's... that he becomes <laughs> obsessive around the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, and COVID and a pandemic yeah. was a, a great backdrop for Agreed. that because in the news it was that was all that anyone was talking about at the time. And remember, he'd already in 2018 had decided that Armageddon was coming. So right. he's got this preconceived idea about the world ending. So why would he, he murder his, someone? I think his motive for murdering Gretchen was that he was furious with her for having the temerity of dumping him. Yes, this to me is a domestic violence. This is exactly it, what it is. Uh, and I think he's... It, it doesn't mean that all those other things weren't going on Correct. in his head as well. Yeah. But I think that if you were to, if you were to break it all down, yeah. he was angry. Yeah. His escalating behaviour showed that he had uh, uncontrollable rage happening. Uh-huh. He's yelling at people at work. He's not showing up. He's you know he's doing all these things. He's yelling at the lady at the what do you call it the paint and city because she wouldn't let him feel <laughs> right. Yeah. He was gropable. You know, all of that, <laughs> Maybe that all is the of definition that of gropable when you try and. Feel someone up, and they deny you. You are groupable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're not groupable, yeah. and therefore you become yeah. groupable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so uh, they have. They didn't actually get to that point. He has. He himself has never, apart from making those statements in his um, sentencing, he's he's basically alluded to the whole thing being this kind of obsession around Armageddon. But if you're if it's Armageddon, you should be saying Armageddon out of here. Not Armageddon. Really here. angry. Yeah, yeah um, I'm going to kill you. What's, you know, that if we're all going to die, then we're all going to die at the same time. Yeah. Yes, no, precisely. I, yeah. I, I still am going no motive. I, um, it just sounds like he was just a jealous, selfish asshole. You know, he, he can split up with people and that's okay, but someone splits up with him and they have to be murdered. Like, what? Mm. Yep. Not okay with that. No. So what are you going to do? About it. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I don't really. No, I don't really think it's on Clarky to solve this. <laughs> so, what are you going to oh, do no. about it? I'm sorry, I didn't. No, I didn't know I'd anybody. I'm going to sentence him. So, so um, unnecessary murders. I can't do anything about. But this particular thing, his hero was Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. and he named his dog after him. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to sentence him to being locked in a room. With his dog, with oh, no his poor food. Dog. His dog didn't do anything wrong. Until his dog eats him. Oh, so oh he okay. Can, oh, he can right. get eaten by his hero <laughs> um, in dog form, slowly, painfully. Kobe will get the food that he needs and then Kobe will be fine and go on and live a happy life without a fucking aggressive asshole who probably treated Kobe like shit. Oh, I'm no, sure. Sure. everything I read, he loved his dog. He was very good with his dog. Yeah, and he apparently loved his wife as well. You know, mm, I'm not sure. I don't think he could love a person. I think he was such a narcissist that it, 
And that was the point that Gretchen made herself, saying you can't love other people. Can't love like she knew. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think that's sort of the tact I will uh, sort of take with my sentencing. So I think that um, I don't know that he's an absolute narcissist, but he certainly has narcissistic traits. And certainly based on some of his earlier behaviours, I think that what would probably bother him the most is to be unfit and back to that childlike person he was when he was, you know, bullied and not. Oh, God, you're cruel. Not, um, you know, not about what he looked like. So <laughs> Sometimes uh, we sentence people and we are so gratuitous. You are much more vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go on, go on. But it's true. I think I like he thought it. that he, you know, as an adult he had overcome the issues that he had because physically he was able to look a certain way. And we wouldn't have really known that except for the instance with Heidi and the way he was, you know, able to belittle her and say, look, <laughs> it's not me, it's you. You need to go and sort yourself out. You can be a better version of yourself. This isn't enough for me. So you can be someone that yeah. I love. And that, that seems particularly unfair for someone who'd gone through, you know, some hardship as a child based on what he looked like. So I'm, I'm very comfortable that I can park that and go, well, actually, no, he seems to have overcome that and some. So my punishment would be sending him to trial by wine world and he would need to be, I guess I'm going to send him down to peasant world because uh, peasant land, I, I know that I do over um, populate that part of that part of trial by wine world, but it's so unglamorous and it's so not about what you look like. It's just about being totally missable, just, just getting, doing some hard work. Show. Yeah, just doing the hard yards. And I think that when someone becomes so aware of you know being what what they look like i think so someone like him if he couldn't work out and he was no longer a, you know a, a lean mean specimen i think that would be really very detrimental to him i think he would really struggle so i think that's what i do just send him there where he back to back to the person he once was before he made it all better because i think he's probably been trying his whole life to run away from that so i'm sending him right back there can you also make him eat kale for the rest of eternity in a desperate attempt to get lean? But kale actually. He probably wouldn't see that as a punishment. I'm going to make him eat like really. No bad, one likes kale. Food. They only eat it so that they. Um, can say they eat it. So it makes them feel. Say they healthy, eat it. But he can eat it and feel fucking unhealthy. And Perhaps. That's fine. I don't mind. As long as he looks a certain way and doesn't feel great, then I think that, you know, he needs to be left with himself. And only himself mm. because you know it's it's all well and good to sort of judge other people but you know he'd come from that background himself so it's particularly odd but i do think well i think it's fair to say he definitely does have mental health issues but this whole covid cover-up what do you want to call it? i mean you know, he didn't why do you say he definitely it. has mental health issues what well i think he does the, i think that he's the clincher um not the murder actually yeah no, no i that. agree not i that. agree more, uh, and I'm not saying they have to be particularly. His inability to regulate his emotional state. Yeah, they have to say that he's insane. a psychopath. I don't. I'm not. You know, trying. Yeah. To, but just on a level, if he has yeah. had some lobe damage, but based on a car falling on his head as well. I mean, there was there were signs before that, right? That was not didn't start there. He would no, already it, be as a child. Whack. He had issues. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess there are some there are some cases where you go the mental health possibly is what led to the yeah. uh, crime I, I don't see any link between his mental health issues and the crime yeah. unless i missed something but it, it just seems like you know what whilst 
as I said, one in eight people in Australia apparently have mental health issues as a result of COVID. It's not a fucking spike. No, I think the statistics that we'd be more inclined to look at are domestic violence statistics. That's where this this story lies for me. Yeah, and I don't think COVID specifically plays any part in his um, reaction or his behaviour. It's so early in the period of COVID. Correct. It is. Uh, That's very true. It was very early days. And I was thinking it's a new story at that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. and so for me, his calculation using that to yeah. Yeah. cover up what's happened Agreed. to her is extraordinary. Agreed. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more happy with the narcissist label than any of the others. Yes. It just sounds like a fucking arsehole. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mm. For my sentence, I'm going to sentence him. Do you remember once upon a time, I think it might have been Werewolf and the Poet, I think we may have banished them. I, oh, yeah. I remember there was a banishing. Yeah, to the Iron Island or whatever it is. Yeah, somewhere yonks and yonks away. Well, I'm going to banish him out to a similarly desolate place because he wants to be or he likes to think that this is Armageddon and so he can <laughs> go off and be a survivalist in a completely, you know, empty place. And I'm going to send with him for sustenance 10 pairs of shoes. So he can <laughs> eat his 10 pairs of shoes. Oh, yeah, nice. Give him a bit of no rice. Whatever leather. No, no, rice. no rice. Whatever leather's on those shoes, he can boil those up and he can have a nice little chew on those while he's out there in no man's land surviving the Armageddon that never happened. Are they vegan shoes? Uh, in fact, Let's make it worse. Let's make them synthetic. Oh, so yes, yes, They're really sweaty and stinky and he gets tinnier yeah. and he has to then eat them because that's all he's got. They would yeah. also be vegan shoes then, so he can literally claim he's <laughs> on a vegan diet when he eats his shoes. He could. I'm not sure that he ever did, but, yes, he could do that. But he'll have no one to claim that to because he's out there Correct. on his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. And he doesn't even get to take his lovely dog. His, his dog gets to live mm. with someone nice. That's my sentence. Well done. Well played. Great story. Right. Very interesting. So that's my COVID story. I'm sorry for a few um, stops and starts in the way I read it because I have noticed I'm, I am feeling not quite a hundy, but that's all right. I will be, I'm sure, fit uh, for our next episode. But thank you guys for joining me. Uh, and uh, isn't it good we're in a world of virtual, so there's absolutely no risk of you re-catching a COVID from me yes. through riverside.fm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Safety first. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. And Ciao, ladies. See you next time. Bye. Ciao. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com trial by wine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.